0: Hi, everybody. This is Jeannie Faulkner, and you're listening to Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting, the podcast where we talk about pregnancy, healthcare, politics, feminism, and parenting, and a whole lot more. Just based on how many of you are downloading episodes right now that mention anxiety in the title, I can tell it's something a lot of you are interested in, and I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think we're all feeling edgy these days, even those of us who aren't pregnant or new at parenting. The world is weird. I've never seen anything like it. And I was born when Kennedy was president. I was a kid when Nixon was booted out of office, but I remember the adults were wild about it. I was a young parent when Clinton was impeached, but most of my crowd didn't think that what he did was all that horrible. He was an ass and a jerk, and I'm still mad about how humiliating that incident was for his family, but the crime itself, eh. What we're seeing today is exponentially worse, and, pun intended, it totally trumps anything we've seen before. What a circus. Anyway, I digress. Let's talk about anxiety and parenting a little bit more. You know, I, th- I think I've said this before, but I think anxiety is a big part of this transformation people make or have made into parenthood. It's such a huge life event. It's like nothing you've ever done before. And I think that transformation happens every time you have another child and expand your family, though it's nowhere near as shocking with kids number two, three, or four for most women. That first one, though, it's a doozy. There are so many changes taking place on a physical, emotional, relational, financial, professional. Hell, everything changes with that first kid. And if the whole thing doesn't give you at least a little case of the jitters, then we might need to check you for robot parts. I really think that feeling anxious in the face of tremendous change is relatively normal. It'll come and go, and for most new parents, that angsty feeling is overshadowed by other feelings like happiness and curiosity and confusion and, you know, from time to time, even wonder. For other women and men, though, and with my first pregnancy, I would count myself among you, anxiety takes the leading role just too darn often, and it makes an already challenging situation a whole lot harder. I think anxiety can be really useful some of the time, like when you're in a truly dangerous situation or when we're forced out of what feels comfortable, but when it's making you miserable or making you question your judgment, parenting choices, or it's impacting your decisions in, you know, nutty ways, it's time to get a hold of that anxiety. For me with that first baby, it just took time and healing and learning what I was doing. And I had sisters and friends nearby who helped a lot and a husband who was an excellent parenting partner right from the get-go. With kid number two, I was anxious, um, mostly because I didn't know how I'd juggle two kids. One was already such a, such a challenge. Um, but i was also kind of terrified that somehow i'd damage my first child by bringing another kid into our family that i you know hurt her feelings the way i might feel if my husband decided to bring in another wife which i would not be okay with that feeling didn't last long and pretty soon it was clear that the value a sister brought to my daughter's life and to our family far outweighed any momentary jealousy or you know little lack of extra attention that she might have felt and honestly just paying more attention to that and accommodating for my daughter's feelings made all the difference with kid number 3 not so much anxiety easy enough birth easy kid i knew the ropes the older two were delighted to have a baby in the house and everything was right with the world with kid number 4 though i was more anxious than i should have been and um i couldn't account for it i knew how to handle babies Um, I knew I'd heal up within a few weeks and get my energy back and I, I really didn't have any particular challenges that should have caused that constant edgy feeling, but still something didn't feel right and it persisted long after it should have. I know now that was my body sending me a very, very clear message, honey, you're sick. And yeah, I know we have a new baby to take care of, but we're going to have to do something about you. Turns out I had cancer and even though I didn't find the lump in my armpit until my baby was three months old, it had been percolating in there and my body was trying to let me know. That's when anxiety is kind of useful. So not to leave that there without an epilogue. That kid is 17 now. I'm perfectly fine and yes, I still get a little anxious every now and again, probably more than many and I'm okay with that. I'm sensitive and that's a good thing most of the time. Okay, now, what do we do about it when anxiety or depression are part of our new parenting experience? We get professional and familial and community help. We take the medicine if that's what we need. We go to counseling if that's what we need. And we take really, really good care of ourselves no matter what. And that's what we're going to talk about with this week's guest, Melissa Di Leonardo had her first baby almost a year and a half ago, and for her, postpartum anxiety and depression hit hard. Melissa is a fitness and wellness professional, and following the advice she usually doles out to her clients, gave her a path to follow as she made the journey into parenthood. And we're going to talk to Melissa about her experience and what about what she calls the new normal of motherhood. So let's get Melissa on the phone. Hello. Hi, Melissa. This is Jeannie. How are you? Hi, Jeannie. I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Now, you and I have a bit of a family connection, though we've never met. Um, my brother-in-law, I believe, is a cousin. Is that how it is?
1: I I think that is how it is uh, to my father-in-law.
0: I oh, think. my goodness. It's we're playing 6 degrees of separation yes. here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But somehow my sister Sedona made the connection that you and I might have some things to talk about and a few things in common so she she connected us. She did
1: and and she um was kind enough when I announced my pregnancy on social media back in, uh, June of 2015, uh, she sent me your book, uh, Common Sense Pregnancy. Oh, that's when it came out. It was a delightful surprise and it, it ended up being actually my favorite reference, um, and guide as it was my first pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I had no idea what to expect and Mm -hmm. I, I subsequently passed it on. Um, and recommended it. Um, oh, so there's a little plug for you, but but it's oh, it is a, genuinely, a genuine compliment. I, I found the book to be the most useful during that time.
0: Oh, well, I love that. Thank you. Is that, can you tell me what was the most useful? In what way was uh, it the think, most useful? Yeah, I think the most useful thing
1: about Common Sense Pregnancy was that it delivered a very realistic um, outline or summary of, of uh, mm. what goes on with, with pregnancy or what can occur with pregnancy and childbirth without um, being scary.
0: Okay, good. Uh, right.
1: And I appreciated the honesty, but I also appreciated the lack of uh, fear-mongering.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about, I think. I think. I think that, you know, just about everything that has to do with pregnancy and parenting and birth and, you know, motherhood and all of it, can we just take the fear factor out of it for God's sake? You know, we've been doing this for centuries and centuries and generations and generations and it's you know, we we hear the term special snowflake tossed around so much these days and I just <laughs> got to ask Seriously, what is, you know, why are American mothers such special snowflakes that pregnancy is such a big deal, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that we've established the family connection, um, where actually in the world am I finding you?
1: Oh, well, I I reside in Chicago, Illinois, but tonight you are... Talking to me um, from the New York Mills, Minnesota area, uh, where I am for the evening. Uh, I am traveling for business, uh, uh-huh. so I'm I'm in this region for about the next uh, 24 hours, and then I'm headed back home.
0: All right, all right. Well, then we have to ask the you know the first and most important question, which is um, you know I've read your bio before I grabbed you on the phone, so our listeners know a little bit about, you know, your professional description. But, you know, then we have to ask, who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, uh, currently, I am a well-being program manager for a uh, large recreational products manufacturing company. Uh, Basically, in that role, I work on Uh, the promotion of the well-being program that we offer to approximately uh, 9,000 employees and about a little under 4,000 eligible spouses.
0: Hmm.
1: So um, that keeps me quite busy.
0: 13,000 (laughs) clients.
1: Indeed. It keeps me quite busy. Um, This is a, a new offering that uh, we launched in February of 2017. Hence, why I am on the road a little bit to um, mm-hmm. make sure I get to certain uh, certain locations. Um, mm-hmm. As uh, as my as my company has sites uh, around the U.S. Um, and at these locations, I provide education sessions and uh, assistance for people to get started in the well-being program. When I'm not traveling, uh, I do work full-time out of an office uh, in the Chicagoland area um, promoting the program and then also fostering uh, well-being-related events uh, and initiatives at the corporate headquarters.
0: So I think that when people hear the term well-being, they're generally going to be considering diet, exercise, and stress reduction. Is there anything that we're missing under the well-being umbrella in the program? Uh, I would...
1: I would say stress reduction, Um, I'm really happy you included that because uh, there is a shift industry-wide from the word wellness to well-being because we really do do want to include things that – that often the gym and or a nutrition plan don't cover, so stress management being one of them. And you could you could kind of drill a little deeper within that topic and and talk about emotional well being or financial well being. You could even uh, look at sleep as a component of stress or well being, and that's something our program also addresses.
0: What about fun? Do you guys talk about fun? I think that that's, <laughs> we do that's talk fun. about fun. Um, Good.
1: I, I thoroughly feel that if you, you know, are, are feeling empowered in your life and um, making changes or maintaining healthy behaviors, there there is a direct correlation uh, between that and an increase in, in fun in your life.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: or so I hope. I think, hope.
0: That, I think <laughs> people, especially as they get older, and especially once they have children, they have to be more deliberate. You know, they have to be more deliberate about how they spend their time and i think they disregard the value of all elements of well-being but you know especially play i mean g- going out to play is frivolous why would you do that and yet that's the joy you bring to your life you know and that that yeah. term going out to play means something entirely different for everybody mhm yeah yeah
1: and it and it's a struggle i mean it, it what you said resonates with me because it's something that since I became a mother 16 months ago that that I've really had to work on. Um, prior to working in corporate well-being, I was a, a full-time personal trainer, yoga instructor, and health coach. And uh, many of my clients uh, were, uh, were moms. Uh, and I, I didn't really understand from you know, a first person perspective, how, how hard it can be to, to, you know, maintain self care and, and to maintain that, that quote unquote fun we're talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it, it's something that since I became a mom, as I mentioned that, that I, I have to continually work on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle, but, it, but I think that the sooner that, you know, any adult, but parents, especially, and maybe most, especially women. um, The sooner that they get it, that it's important, and you have to be intentional, um, the better, just the better. Because, you know, I think that a lot of women still hold on to the idea that they had when they were younger, fun happens, you know, you're going along and you're having a good time. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but then you get into the meat of life, which is, you know, parenting and home ownership and important jobs and work travel and all of the things that come with all of that. And you have to really um, be, you have to do it. <laughs> you just have to do it. Do it when you're younger. Don't wait until it's, you know, a long, a long time. Have that fun.
1: Yeah, well, and, and the definition of that fun changes. Um, oh, and I yeah. Think- and I think navigating what that means and and figuring out, you know, what what fun uh, equals, you know, when you become or or, or when you are a parent um, is really necessary because uh, it doesn't necessarily just happen like it right. might when, when you were footloose and fancy
0: free, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got a 16 month old, you're tired. <laughs> I bet 100 percent. That you are tired,
1: right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I will say, just because we're throwing the word fun around, that um, I may be tired, but I'm, I'm definitely having more fun. Oh, um, When my son was first born, I people said, oh, isn't it fun? And I thought, I don't know what fun is for you, but this <laughs> is not fun. Um, it's the hardest work I've ever done. And I'd say isn't as I've watched growing? him... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people <laughs> tell you you're in the trenches, but you have no idea. And, uh, as, as he's become, uh, you know, a little bit more independent and I, I use that phrase loosely, but you know, he, he's walking and he's, he's communicating more. Uh, and I can really start to see his character slowly emerge. I
0: mean, it's fun.
1: It's exhausting. Yeah, that's but it, but yeah.
0: it, it is yeah. more fun. I really think that we should use a lot more um, honest words when we're describing it. Like, don't say, isn't it fun? Say things that are real. Like, isn't it exhausting? Isn't it terrifying? Doesn't it smell bad? (laughs) Isn't it sticky? (laughs) Always sticky. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, yeah. So... Let's talk a little bit more about your work. Tell me okay. what a day looks like. Uh, well, an uh, average day,
1: if I'm if I'm not on the road, uh, uh, is you know I typically get up uh, early. I I um, am a creature of habit and routines, um, which was another reason why the the first. Uh, I'd say six to seven months of becoming a mom (laughs) was really hard because all routines go out the window. Uh, But but we're, we're back into some, some patterns, which is, which is really good. And uh, so I like to, you know, start my morning and, and and have some time to myself. So I typically get up maybe 45 minutes to an hour before uh, my son. So So what's your early?
0: I know what my early is, but what's your early Uh, right now.
1: And I have to use these words loosely because Mm -hmm. You know sleep. <laughs> sleep yeah, you have a 16 I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Uh, right, right now. Typically, that means I get up uh, anywhere between like 5:30 a.m. or 5:45, uh, so that I can get ready for work. Um, my my son does attend daycare two days a week, so if it's a daycare day, I, I will make my lunch, but I will also prep his um, his food for the day, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, he gets up typically around 630
0: or 645. And, nice, uh, nice baby. What'd you say? Nice baby. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, that's a reasonable time to wake up. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it's working out. Um, and so my, my husband will then typically, um, he typically goes in to tend to him first, just so I can kind of continue uh, getting myself together and getting a cup of coffee. And then... Um, we uh, we kind of then all start our day as a family. So I I, I am still nursing. Um, we're in the process of uh, cutting back uh, mm-hmm. with that, but I do I still nurse my son in the morning and before bed. Uh, so we'll we'll do that, and then I'm typically out the door by around seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, I commute to the office via commuter rail. So that's kind of nice. I don't have to deal with uh, the headache of traffic, and I can use that time to work or read or decompress, um, as the case may be. And then uh, I'm in the office uh, before 9 on a typical day. I'm there until until about 4-ish, and uh, depending on the day, I will at some point either teach a uh, fitness class or yoga class, for, um, for my office, uh, and, or try to get a uh, workout in at some point, you know, that typically it's, it's maybe 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but and sometime. then I need to pitch the train to get home, uh, so I can uh, pick my son up from daycare. My, my husband takes him in the morning, uh, but mm-hmm. I usually pick him up on those days. And then we head home, we, uh, have dinner together uh, me and my son. My husband works in the evenings, um, Monday through Thursday. So, so typically uh, we don't all dine together during the week, and then we we play. Uh, talking about play, we play, yeah. and then we start to wrap things up. And he's typically in bed if it's if everything's moving smoothly around eight. But you know, let's be honest, that sometimes happens closer to eight thirty.
0: And then does uh, he sleep through the night?
1: He, he does generally unless, you know, unless we're going through some sort of, um, you know, teething illness or, you know, a developmental leap yeah, that might yeah. have him kind of a little bit out of sorts. But I'd say by and large, yes, yeah. so we we did start working on that when he was about six months old. And, yeah. and he does have some patterns, I think, which really help him. So, Good.
0: Yeah. yeah, that seems like you've got a pretty humane schedule going on here. This it seems like a lot. That's a really, really full day, but it seems kind of doable.
1: Yeah, I mean we've been we've been lucky that we've kind of been in this groove for a while now, um, which is is just good for my personal constitution because again I am a bit of a of a routine freak. Um, but uh, the one thing I you know I do learn is I, I have to stay loose because again if if we hit a bump in the road if he gets, um, ill or if there's just something that's not, you know, the usual, then I, we need to adapt and, and flex. And and that can be very difficult for me, but, but overall, yeah, I do feel we're, we're pretty fortunate that we've got a nice pattern established.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that anxiety and, and is an issue. Did you, did that just come on full steam after you had the baby?
1: Yeah, it it did, and and I thought, you know, being a health coach and a health and fitness professional, um, entering pregnancy, you know, with a with a really great bill of health, um, had a, a relatively easy pregnancy. We did have uh, some minor hiccups with um, with some ultrasound findings, but but you know, all in all, everything ended up. Um, turning out for the best. We were very fortunate with that. Uh, but I, I was, I was really surprised at, at what happened after my son was born. I think, you know, I had read about having how, how many women, you know, experience baby blues. And, and I think initially in those first few weeks, um, kind of after the adrenaline of the whole childbirth event wore off, that's, that's what I thought was going on. And then slowly those weeks turned into, you know, two months And I, I would say by after about maybe eight to 10 weeks, um, it it was actually my, my husband, um, who, who kind of, you know, nudged me and and was like, you know, are you really okay? What's, what's going on? And, um, and I, I then had to admit that I, that I wasn't, um, you know, everyone says, oh, go take a walk and get fresh air. And the, the mere thought of leaving my home would cause me to have a panic attack, uh, I had several panic attacks when I would kind of force myself out of the house, you know, to, to, we live in a a neighborhood with a nearby grocery store. And if I I walked over there and, you know, it just felt like I was losing my mind. Um, Were you on maternity
0: leave at the time?
1: I was on maternity leave at the time. And I think there was,
0: well, I, I
1: knew that I would be going back, um, initially after eight weeks, um, I then, uh, around the time my husband, you know, was like, you know, I'm not really sure that you're doing okay. Um, I, uh, went to my OB and, uh, she kind of took one look at me and we started talking and and she referred me to get some additional counseling. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then at that point, um, my, my leave was extended. It was approved to be extended, uh, which was fortunate. So it did give me some time to start. Um, managing my my postpartum anxiety. Yeah.
0: Um, you are textbook, uh, Melissa. You're a textbook. <laughs> it's and and I I have had many mothers on the podcast that have um, they face the same thing. And what's really caught them by surprise is especially women like yourself who really have a handle on things before the baby comes. You know, they get really Mm -hmm. caught by surprise, how shocking the experience is, and then the sheer terror of having to go back to work, which colors their entire postpartum experience. Because, you know, from the minute you got home from the hospital, you knew that you were going to have to leave.
1: Yeah, the clock starts ticking, you know. And
0: it's terrifying. And, you know... And then you had the fatigue and the shock of sleeplessness and the healing and the breastfeeding and the hormones and the sore bottom and the stitches. And, you know, who among us didn't have a well-deserved meltdown at 10? Yeah. Yeah. So this was a big surprise for you. This it was. Really-
1: and I, I was really fortunate that um- – I think just given my, my previous work and really trying to champion others to take charge of their health, um, I felt compelled to, despite being really scared uh, and feeling like my life was in total chaos, I, I also felt that it was necessary for me to be really honest about what was going on um, with family and friends uh, and, and to talk about it. And, uh, so I did just, you know, through social media channels, um, and that combined with both group therapy and one-on-one therapy, uh, really helped to give me some tools to, to manage, um, my situation and, um, and also gave me a lot of, um, I, I want to say camaraderie, that's not the right word, but, you know, through, through talking about it, just getting connected to other women that either were experiencing the same thing or who had experienced the same thing. And so that I didn't feel so alone. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. And the more that women gather in groups, you know, both in rooms together or online, or, you know, in podcast world where people are going to be gathering with us. We're telling the story of what happens to some extent to, I would say every mother, but for many of us, it's a lot more extreme and that's what yeah. happened with you. Yeah. 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 There, it happens to a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of women in America. And it, I don't know um, that it happens as much to women in other countries Uh where they're not expected to be back on the job and at it you know killing it doing their thing with leaky breasts and still healing and not getting any sleep and extremely uh torn i don't know how many words i could use to describe the tear the tearing of yeah you know of being away from your baby it's cruel yeah yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think going into it, I just had these. You know, I've I've always been such a you know like get her done kind of person, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. so going into it, it just was like, oh sure, no problem. You know, eight weeks, no problem. Yeah, I'll that's forever. figured out. Um, okay. I read lots of books, so I will follow instructions, and everything will go according to plan. <laughs> Enter baby. <laughs> and, uh, so, so yeah, yeah I, I think. I think that's one thing, you know. I, I, I think I, I think there are so many resources out there that give you all these instructions. Like, well, if you do X, then Y will occur. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that that's true when we're talking about newborns at all. Yeah. Uh, Surrender but, to
0: chaos.
1: Surrender. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wish someone had really told me that going into it. I think that, and and someone telling me really how hard breastfeeding would be because I, that also really, um, I think compounded what was going on with my anxiety. Uh, Mm Um, I'm a very physically active person and, and, um, you know, breastfeeding is hard for women in many different ways. For me, the struggle was just the, the sheer amount of time and energy that it would take. Um, and, and just being having to sit there and now yeah. oh, we are feeding again. Oh, and yeah. now I'm pumping, and now I'm feeding, and now I'm pumping. And yeah. uh, no one really spelled that out for me before right. I went into it.
0: Yeah. And if they had spelled it out, you wouldn't have gotten no. it. No. No. Yeah, you would have heard them and said, Okay, got it. Eight weeks of yeah. that. I can do this. I can do this thing. <laughs> and while I'm sitting there breastfeeding the baby, I will read all those books that of I should course. have read last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had these
1: lofty ambitions of all the things I would be, you know, quote, unquote, getting done while uh-huh. on maternity leave. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get my inbox so tidy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Think yeah. I'll lot- launch a blog. Yeah, Well,
1: exactly. And, and even people that tell me they catch up on all these shows on Netflix or something. I don't, I don't recall. I mean, I just didn't have the headspace for it.
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. mean,
1: I, I can't, my, apparently, you know, my husband jokes, we watched certain movies um, while I was on maternity. I don't, I don't honestly remember any
0: of them. Tell him to prove it. So, yeah. Prove it. Big, big, yeah. big blur. Big, big, yeah. sticky blur. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds like the first year or so of parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is it? What is self-care? And, you know, I'm, I'm not crazy about the term work-life balance because it makes me feel, it makes it seem like. Like it's possible because uh, I don't think it is. But yeah, or like you have to have everything has to be equal all the time. Otherwise, you're going to be off balance. So I don't like the balance thing. Um, A friend of mine uses the term integration, how well her work life and the rest of her life, all the other picture pieces of, of the, of what make up her total life, how well they integrate together. And I think um, that's
1: a, that's a really, that's a really nice way of putting it. I I kind of view it as keeping my head above water. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that means I'm, I'm treading in more work than I am my life outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the opposite. Um, but uh, but you're right. I, I think that there is a an undertone when we hear that phrase tossed around that that there is some like magical, you know, balance achievement that, you know, yeah. like the, the sky will open up and, and you know. You'll hear angels singing or something because you've achieved work-life balance. And, and that really yeah. isn't possible uh, at all. Plus,
0: balance is hard, <laughs> you know? <It's> hard. <laughs> I think balance is really hard. It is. Know.
1: And depending on the day, I always tell my yoga students, you know, you're either going to be doing it well or just really wobbly. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's a constant ebb and flow with it. Yeah, I think um, but you, you, just you would have ask me to... a question and I, I think I, I digressed. So <laughs> it was about it was about that work life balance. Yeah. Phrase. How do you do it? Oh, oh and, and self-care. Um, well, yeah. I'm getting better. Uh, work in general is very good for me, despite being terrified about returning to work um, after 12 weeks of leave. Uh, and despite a very bumpy first Few weeks back at work, which I think most women experience, the um, routines that work provided me uh, really helped me with managing my anxiety. Um, so, so, uh, so self care initially uh, for me uh, was was kind of getting back into work routines and 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 allowing myself, or rather, giving myself permission to, um, to dive back into work without feeling guilty, uh, or like I was being a you know, quote unquote, bad mom. Yeah. Um, I, I love my work. And so, um, being able to honor that and, and to permit myself to enjoy it was, was, I think a big step for me with, with that whole self care issue. Mm -hmm. Now, someone will say, Oh, that's still work, Melissa. You can't, you can't let that count. Um, other things are are still hard. Um I uh am trying to do more for myself. Um meaning, you know, making sure I get my hair cut or mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, making sure I get at least a small part of the day to um do what I want to do. And 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 fortunately, I think my my commute Uh, on the train can allot me some of that, you know, I've, I've recently started reading again, (laughs) um, reading things that aren't related to, to babies and childcare. Uh Um, Uh and so kind of getting back into reading fiction, um, making sure, not even making sure, but, but allowing myself, you know, to say, you know what, um, I don't need to fold all the laundry tonight. I want to get in bed and go to bed.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: those things are, are getting a little easier
0: for me um, well, that's what parenthood will teach you it'll find <laughs> the things that you need to you know focus on or work on and I and I think that those terms focus and work on get a derogatory you know uh, reputation but I mean it like it is your work and children and babies tend to find a way to help you do your work yeah. You know? yeah it's not pleasant sometimes <laughs> it's really hard work yeah yeah and unfortunately
1: so, fortunately my my professional work um, kind of forces me into uh, taking care of myself physically uh, even if i I'm not feeling up for it so it's it's kind of hard to be the the well-being person uh, and not and not be seen um, taking initiative to, to exercise or, you know, to, um, uh, and I love to eat. So I'm not skimping out there, but I mean, uh, you know, trying to, uh, make smart choices, um, that fuel my body and and nourish my body. So by default that, that happens.
0: But Um, part of, part of wellness is accepting that you can't be strident and you can't be really, um, strict with yourself all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, I've always, wellness means that you respect that, Hey, this is a time in my life where Mm -hmm. it's okay if I am not going full on all the time and it's okay if I eat extra. Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. And that, that was something that fortunately, you know, just, I think my background, um, helped me with, uh, uh, you know, that when I was, uh, when I was in those early postpartum stages, just, I mean, I, I told myself well in advance, I'm not going to worry about what I want to eat. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that was a little trickier to adhere to in my first trimester of pregnancy, but, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think I had the, the wherewithal to, to give myself, um, I'm not even going to say that to give myself permission because it's not something I need to permit myself to do. It's something that I think everyone needs to do, Um, especially in those those early days where you're just you're just trying to get through the day. You know, survival, baby.
0: (laughs) It's survival.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are you you used a a phrase when we were emailing the new normal of motherhood. What does that mean? What does that mean?
1: Oh, you know, I feel like it's something I'm just starting to. Um, I'm not going to say master because I, I don't think that's possible, but I think coming into an awareness of of who I am now. Um, I I work with so many women um, through some of my my work outside of corporate well being that are just you know, always saying, oh, I want to get my body back or I want it to be like it was before I had a baby. And even in the back of my mind, I, I think I've been brainwashed to think that those things are things I should be desiring or, or chasing. And I would say in the past six months, it's, it's starting to accept, no, I mean, I, I'll never be the same person. Uh, right. I will yeah, never be yeah. that, that same person after the birth of my son. Like That, that is life-changing, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's a good thing. Uh, for starters, I, I think I'm far more empathetic and patient with people, um, mm-hmm. and I don't just mean mothers. I mean anyone that's struggling. Uh, I also have a, a big shift with priorities as to what's important to me, Mm -hmm. Um, I used to have a much more um, active life on social media and who I could get lots of likes and tweets and all those things. And, and there's nothing wrong with those things. Um, I think that, that there's a
0: time and a place for those things, but it's part of our business model. It's part of, (laughs) it's part of, of how we have to work these days. Yeah. But, but I
1: think accepting that right now that, is not my priority. And tomorrow, tomorrow I could reprioritize and say, you know what, this is now a priority to me. But for me right now to be able to say, you know what, that time that I used to spend blogging or um you know posting about a athletic product, I I would now rather use to to play with my son. Mm Uh and I think there was a small part of me that was always very career driven, very type A that that thought, Oh no, you couldn't possibly admit that. Like, that's like, that's some sort of failure
0: Right.
1: Um, where I actually see it as, as something that's saving my life. Um, it's, it, it is, we talked about fun at the mm-hmm. beginning of the podcast. It is fun and it mm-hmm. makes my heart full yeah. and, yeah. and it is okay. what I am passionate about right now.
0: It's the good stuff in life. Yeah. Yeah. And when we, when we prioritize the good stuff in life, it's simple. It's really simple stuff. You know, it's it's looking at the, the health basics that those of us that work in health professions and wellness professions, we tell people to prioritize. But when you actually do have fun, reduce stress, eat the foods you're supposed to eat, not the ones that you want to eat necessarily. But, you know, eat the way you... When you follow all the tenets it's pretty simple and you feel better and life is, you have more fun.
1: Yeah. There's a lot more space. Um, and it, and it, you know, those things, I mean, it's, it sounds corny, but I find it true. They, they nourish my soul.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, And so they they make me, they make me happier and that in turn makes me uh, a better friend and Mm -hmm. a better mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, a better, a better spouse, a better daughter, all of those things, because I, I have that nourishment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're in a fortunate position that exercise is integrated into your workday, but I imagine that you have some pretty strong uh, advice to dole out to women about the importance of exercise in mental health and ability to parent.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I, I think that there are some really I, I, mean, I don't know if I hope I'm answering your question if i'm if I'm starting to travel too far down another path uh, reel me back in but oh I, I love think odd, <laughs> I think there's some odd messaging that that kind of gets sent to women um that starts you know when they're pregnant and and some of that is, you know, you know, once you're pregnant, oh you're this this very fragile thing and, and don't do anything. Now I'm not talking about if if there are any special conditions or complications sure. with the pregnancy.
0: We're talking uh, about the eighty five percent of of people who are normal.
1: Yes, yeah, so just broad strokes. And and um, you know, I, I find that to be very strange advice when um, carrying a, a, a child to term and, and subsequently childbirth are probably going to require the, the most strength that you ever going you are ever going to need. <laughs> um, uh, so, so I find that messaging to be a little little backward. Um, and then conversely, once once your child is born, um, there is then this this mad race to suddenly erase any sign of pregnancy in the right. body. You know, you gotta, I use that phrase earlier, get your body back, right. um, and yeah. bounce back. And, and I, I don't really quite understand these messages. Um, because I, I think they, they slowly, um, you know, make women feel, uh, unnecessary pressure and, or, um, you know, cause a lot more harm than good. Yeah, uh, I do think in general, and again, I'm speaking in broad strokes, you know, staying active, and I use that word with quotation marks, whatever that means to you during your pregnancy, um, keeping up healthy activity and safe activity is, is going to, to benefit your pregnancy. Um, and, and then I do think that after childbirth, we need to acknowledge what happened. It's a, it's a major physical event. Um, however you uh, however your birth story goes, Um, and, and that you, you need time to heal and recover properly. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: doesn't mean not doing anything per se, but it, it does mean not trying to bounce back Mm -hmm. after that, um, that six week postpartum checkup when you're supposedly, you know, cleared for exercise. Um, so, so I, I think that exercise is, is truly important, um, for a lot of reasons, you talked about mental health and, and, and it, it totally is. And, and there are so many mm-hmm. studies that that link physical activity to, um, you know, uh, emotional well-being. But I also think kind of taking time to assess where you are um, as you're journeying through pregnancy and into motherhood and, and get educated on what you should be doing or not doing is really important. And there are so many um, quality uh, resources um, at, that, that can either be found for free or, or with, you know, reasonable cost that can, that can help um, women kind of break out of some of these messages that, that are pervasive um, and really yeah. help, help them, you know, throughout that experience.
0: Yeah. A lot of women just... So I who hope that wasn't haven't... too
1: much of a rabbit hole. Sorry. Sorry no, that you. was great. That
0: was great. But a lot of women who are um, unfamiliar with exercise or haven't been particularly active, pregnancy is a real gateway moment. It's the first time that they're really hyper aware of their own physicality and health. And so for a lot of women, it's a, it's a time where they say, oh, okay, I'm in. I'm going to exercise now. Now what? And you know, I often tell women, it starts with as soon as you make the decision that you're going to do it, just put on your sneakers and go for a little walk. That's where you start. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. if you can, then, you know, get some professional help, advice, get a fitness trainer, if you can go to a yoga class, if you can, if you can't, then you need to access online resources and and you know you need to create a safe little plan where you are engaging in a certain amount of exercise every day you know if you're new to it start slow go a little harder gradually you know you got to plan it out but there's so yeah, much out and there
1: you need to you need to recognize that it's not uh, a one size fits all process um, right. you know our bodies are, are comprised of the same parts, but how we move, how we feel, um, you know, every pregnancy is not the same. Right. Every, every birth experience is not the same. Every postpartum sp- experience is not the same. And, and, um, not constantly comparing ourselves to others, you know, obviously learn what resources are out there, learn from others, but also, you know, advocate for yourself if, if, if something's not feeling right or if you're you're really confused about something, um, you have to speak up about it. I mean I'm I'm so grateful that you know going back to what we talked about with the postpartum anxiety that um, I was able to acknowledge what was going on and 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 speak up for myself and not just think, oh well, I'm just supposed to feel this way
0: yes yeah,
1: oh, oh well, I'm really happy that I have a healthy baby and I guess I'm just supposed to be miserable now
0: right. Right. That's so, so, uh, that's so valuable that you, you acknowledged that because that is another huge hurdle that women need to get over is they're given the message from the minute they conceive. um, And certainly throughout a huge part of their parenting years that, I mean, you got a healthy baby, right? I mean, that's, what's really important here, right? Well, at least you had a healthy baby. Sorry about, you know, the trauma and the PTSD and the, anxiety that you're experiencing but at least you got a healthy baby no there's two people in this relationship and one of them is the one who created the other she's got rights yeah (laughs) mom's here too mom was here first (laughs) yeah yeah and mom owns the house And,
1: and, and and mom just did this really incredible thing with her body right yeah Made, and and made there the is kid. nothing wrong with being able to see that. There is yeah. nothing wrong with your postpartum belly, right? Um, there's, right. There is nothing wrong if your your hips, yeah. you know, aren't aren't the way they used to be. Right. Um, and that's that's you know you asked me about my new normal. That's also a part of my new normal. Is mm-hmm. my body, um, you know, it looks different mm-hmm. um, despite being fit. it it looks different and that's okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: This is, you now. yeah. 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 Well, we have been chatting for quite a while, but I still want to ask you two more questions. Sure. Uh, how would you fill in the blank on this statement? Nobody ever told me that. Uh,
1: The, the first thing that comes to mind, um, Anyway, and I, no one, nobody ever told me that, uh, I'm trying to be really eloquent and I don't know how to do it. Uh, oh, nobody ever told out. me that in addition to getting to know my son, that my husband and I would have to get to know each other again once yeah. my child was born, yeah. um, that that relationship Um, will be different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was, you know, something that I think neither he or I thought about and nobody told me Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that he would struggle too. Yeah. With, you know, being a new father.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a huge thing. It's huge. Yeah. Well then, my last question for you is this one: Where are you in your life as a mom? Where am I? Oh, um,
1: well, like I said, I'm I'm having a lot of
0: fun right now.
1: Hmm. That's I, a good answer. I am. I'm at a place where. I'm I'm really trying to embrace the fun and, and also not rush the process. Mm-hmm. I think it can be hard for me not to think, "Oh, I can't wait until he can do this." Right. Or that, right? And I haven't personally experienced this yet, but enough people have told me that I I believe them. Is when people say People with older children say to me, it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. And and right now, I, I I think someone else told me, you know, the days are long, uh, but the years are short. Yeah, And not having, you know, we're only a year and a half in, really.
0: Yeah. Um, it's but hard to
1: understand that. But I, I strongly suspect that in another year or two, I will.
0: Yeah. And there's so something I'm, that people don't tell you, though, is that, yeah, it does go really quickly, but... There's plenty of time to be doing it while you're doing it. And, you know, 20 years down the road, when you look back on where you are now, you're going to look back on it and you're going to say, yeah, that felt like about 20 years ago. <laughs> you say, yeah, that." W-. you're going to look at all the stuff that happened and it's going to feel like it's processing really quickly. But then you will reach this point where you'll say, yeah, that was about 20 years worth of stuff that was 20 years worth of life, man. <laughs> and I can say that cause I'm, you know, I'm quite a bit older. Than you are. <laughs> and I wish that, I think that there's again, a little bit of this uh, fear of missing out. You know, there's, you're afraid you're going to miss the good stuff cause it goes so fast. And I want more women to know that. No, you won't. No, you won't. You got time. This is it. You're enjoying it now. And The next phase is also has its really, really good parts, as does the one after that and the one after that, as far as I can tell for as long as your parents, my, my kids are adults. And as far as I can tell, it continues that way.
1: Well, I find that very comforting. Um,
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, Melissa, it's been really a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Jeannie. Yeah. What a pleasure to be here. Oh, good. Well, we will talk again soon. Okie dokie. Okay, bye bye. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said, Mama said Mama Our guest today was Melissa DeLeonardo. You can learn more about Melissa at Melissa. DeLeonardo.com You can learn more about me over at my newly revamped website, GeneFaulkner.com Email me at jean at GeneFaulkner jean Tweet me at jeanfogner. and please, oh please pick up a copy of my book Common Sense Pregnancy Anywhere Books Are Sold Common Sense Pregnancy and Parenting is produced by Alex Ward at Sounds Like Picture Studios Thanks, everybody, for listening, for leaving reviews, for subscribing, and most of all, for sharing this conversation with your friends and family. Let's talk again next week. Bye-bye.